Hey, so um, let's get it started. So welcome to episode three of Riding Shotgun with Norm and Jim. Uh, tonight's guest is Eric. We haven't seen Eric in a while, Jimmy. Yeah. That's uh, a much better time last time we saw you. Yeah, sure. last time we saw you was uh, Penn State, Iowa, the Palestra. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like we were squeezed in there like sardines, and now it's like uh, you got to stay as far apart as you can. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So what happens with what happened with Penn State's basketball season? It ended just like everybody else. Uh, they were about to start the Big Ten, uh, but it got canceled. I mean, everybody's talking about them being somewhere between a maybe like a four seed and a six or seven seed. So they were going to be pretty good. Right. I think they had and, to go to Sweden. Remember for a while they were ranked ahead of Nova. Yeah. Never, ever happened. I yeah, think I think before. they were ranked in the top ten at one point. They got nine. They got down to nine. I remember that. And then they – Who was the – That was it Maryland? When, did they beat Maryland? Like, yeah, when they, they were did. hot? They beat Yeah. Yeah. Early, and that's what I think put them over yeah, to the top, right? Yeah, they lost like three or four in a row. That's a shame, you know. I mean, they, they're never going to get to finish that season, and you, you just never know what would have happened. Yeah. And that was a good team. That was it. You know, Penn State, not known for their basketball, but this guy's putting together a program, and uh, that was a good team. Are they going to lose some of those guys or what? Yeah, they're going to lose at least one or two of them who are just through graduation. And uh, Right. If the guy is smart, and I'm sure he is, he's going to do the Palestra thing at least once or twice every year and get the connection of recruiting back. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, I think I think he's done that a couple of years yeah. in a row now, right? And that was a great time, too. That was game. a great time. The, the coach of Iowa is a uh, Philly guy, so I'm sure he'll be loving to come to the Yeah, that's what made it so good. He was uh... – well, he was a LaSalle guy. He went to LaSalle right? High School, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, um, what about their football season? How's Penn State looking for this year? Uh, Losing, they well, lost KJ. I love KJ. I know you said he fumbled a lot, but no, no, no. I love KJ didn't fumble a lot. His problem is he's so little, you know, especially on special teams that you know, you know, you'll get nailed on a punt return or something. He's so slight a build, but if they only use him as a wide receiver, he'll be pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I liked, I really liked him last year for Penn State. When he was on the field, it was like oh, stuff yeah. happened. Oh, he was explosive. But uh, other than that, no, they should be fine. You know, you know the, the whole end of last season, I kept thinking to myself, God, we need a new line coach. We need a new offensive coordinator. And maybe we'll get a new wide receiver coach. And we got all three, thank God. Yeah. So I think as far as wide receiver and offense is concerned, you know, they, they've been loaded at lineman for a long time and now they got a uh, offensive coordinator which was an upgrade who, who's talking about running the ball which i love to hear because they are loaded at running back does he let them call the plays is the question I, I i assume so i mean i don't know if franklin's smart enough to call his own play, his own play. well isn't that his problem doesn't he or for a while he did right i, I think he might have with the uh with the the last guy but not with moorhead mm-hmm well, Moorhead, where'd Moorhead go? Mississippi or something? He went to Mississippi State, and then he got he just got fired. Now I think right. Oregon. Yeah, he was good. He's very good. Yeah. Plus, didn't they have a huge recruiting class coming in? Was it this year or last year? Or yeah, this, this year, year they got a in. pretty good recruiting class again. They're top ten recruiting class again, but Franklin can recruit. He can recruit and he picks good uh, assistant coaches. I give him that, but he screws up the timeouts and game management. Yeah. Still, be interesting to see what happens this year. I mean, I can't imagine up at Happy Valley, uh, you know, you're an incoming freshman. You've been waiting all this time to <laughs> go to a football game and who knows, right, what the stadium's going to look like. I can't imagine that place playing a game in there with no crowd because the crowd is such a big part of, of any football season, whether it's uh, yeah. Eagles or anything. I was thinking about that, you know, with the NFL schedule coming out 
yesterday and they were talking about, well, you know, the Eagles got to go to Seattle and they got like, uh, my home field advantage might not be anything this year. Exactly right. <laughs> you know, it's just the travel. And I'll tell you, when you're on the road, if you don't have to deal with the noise, it's camaraderie. The, you know, the, when you're together with your teammates, you're going out to dinner, you're hanging out, it's a lot different. You don't have the home distractions. Um, so I, I think the home field advantage comes in with the noise, and, and that's it. Yeah, well, you know, the Eagles are going to lose that too when they play down the lane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. They had a tough-looking schedule. You saw it yesterday. I saw it. Right? Uh, it was, yeah. It's brutal. I think uh, – Ten and six at best, but I'm thinking more nine and seven when I looked at that schedule. Yeah. Eh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's it'll come down to them and the Cowboys this this year. They got to go to Dallas. I think we end the season with Washington, though. Yeah, I don't like that. They always used to end with Dallas. That was always yeah. That's great. I don't like that Washington last game either. So I was thinking. Um, who is your favorite player? Speaking of Dallas, but doesn't have to be Dallas. Who is your favorite player from your least favorite team? Well, Dallas is definitely one of the least favorites. Oh, yeah, uh, it could be any sport, though. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, favorite player from my least favorite team. I would have to yeah. say Bernie Williams from the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, and I knew you were going to go Yankees. You know, I, I just knew it. I was like, you know, it's got to be something Yankees, and that's a that's a good choice. He was always a classy guy, good guitar player too, right? Yeah, great, great ball player, classy guy, played the game. Yeah, he was classy. That's a good one. That is. A, why, yeah, why do you hate the Yankees? I don't love. He's a red, him, huge Red Sox fan in New York. Jimmy's a huge Red Sox fan. Yeah. I mean, inside and out, and it's a lot. I actually mm-hmm. like, but that that Yankee era in the '90s with Jeter, they had a lot of great ball players. Like Paul O'Neill was a good good ball player. They had a lot of good ball players that I liked. They, I just don't like the Yankees. Yeah, I don't like them either. Especially working in New York is hard to do. <laughs> you know, Pop was a huge Yankees fan. Really? Yeah, he was, and it was like. Uh, I just I hated the Yankees, just straight up, and then their fans were so obnoxious. Yeah, their fans are bad. Fans are bad. So I, I would honestly, mine would be uh, Roger Stallback. Um, oh, yeah. He was, you know, I hate Dallas, hate everything about Dallas, but Roger Stallback was a class guy, great player, clutch player, and um, you know, I, I'll never forget my dad um, went to one of those. Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes Knights and uh, Roger Stallback was there and he came home with a picture from him and it was, uh, you know, my dad wasn't big on autographs, but it was made out to me to Norm, you know, he got it for me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I liked Roger Stallback. He, my dad couldn't say enough nice things about him. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people like that. I mean, if you're going to pick somebody, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, yeah, he played for the Cowboys, but on and off the field, what a great guy. You ever see that, uh, you know, fall life on Yeah, There's not a person in the world that has a bad word for him. Ever. Yeah. yeah. True, I agree. But remember when he was playing, though, God, you hated him because he always had a way to kill the Eagles. Exactly. Exactly. He just He did. He did it to everybody. The Redskins fans must really hate him because he always was beating up on those guys. Yep. And the Vikings. Yeah, I was still back or Aikman even. I mean, or maybe just because Aikman, what he is now, you know. Yeah, good enough. He didn't when he played, but he's become a decent announcer, and he he didn't hold anything against the Eagles. He's yeah. pretty fair. Uh, Romo, I absolutely love Romo, too, as an announcer. He's awesome. Yeah. But. Um, I never liked him as a player. <laughs> no. uh, I'll give Aikman a little bit. I mean, at least he was on that what one in six, one in fifteen team when the Eagles just beat him up. Uh, but he he came back, got his Super Bowls. As a matter of fact, before we I came in here to do this um, on Fox Sports One right now, it's like the '96 Packers versus Cowboys NFC Championship game. Okay. 
Packers uh, championship Super Bowl 31. Yeah, so Reggie White was on the Packers yeah. then. So. Nice... It was in Dallas, oh, the game, so. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Didn't they say about Aikman, like, what did he like about the vet or something? They said he wouldn't know. He only saw it from, like, his back looking up that first year. <laughs> I never heard that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that first year when they were 1-15, man, they must have sacked him, like, ten times. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I'll never forget, man. I had uh, season tickets I, I, when I worked up at the bar and nightclub. Uh, there was, I think, about nine of us had season tickets. And we were in section 714, probably about 10 rows from the top of the stadium. And um, it was like every night, every every game was, was fights. But the Monday night games were the absolute worst. And it was always fights between Eagles fans and Eagles fans. You know, they always talk about but it. was, And I was there the night where uh, the flare gun game, it was a Monday night football game against the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, just the vet. Oh my God, what a dump! But uh, yeah, it was there were some good times, some crazy times. Just the fights were just, uh, just unbelievable. So um, yeah, oh yeah, it was just crazy. But you know that I (laughs) Eagles fans are absolutely the worst and the best, right? They're the best because they're loyal and and they support you, but they're also just oh my God, just relentlessly bad and um it can, it's just at times man they can just be just so ruthless it's comical because you're an eagles fan as well yeah. uh this but i've seen them throw literally i was at the detroit lions eagles playoff game in the 90s rodney pete was our quarterback uh he had come from the lions and uh you know lomas brown mouthed yeah. off and i think we 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 crushed them. We had like 35 points by halftime. But on my way into that game, it had snowed. And um, this kid had a Barry Sanders oh. jersey on. He must have been like eight years old. And they're just pummeling this kid with snowballs. <laughs> like, oh, my God. This is just wrong, man. But, hey. I was thinking about that because we uh, they just replayed it, I think, too. We went to that Miracle Meadowlands, too. Oh, I was there with Dan. Josh and uh, my one brother, and for like three quarters, we just were getting, you know, we we're getting killed. And then all of a sudden, it started to turn around. And when it was over, I if I if it was the other way around, if like they were a New York fan in Philly, they would have been killed. And I think I don't know if it was just because like the Giants fans were numb, or but I think Josh got hit with something come walking out. But otherwise, it was. Uh, you know, I would have been scared for my life if it was like if we were a New York fan and that happened in Philly. I just still can't believe that game. I mean, the, my favorite part of that was when uh, Deshaun's running down the sidelines right past Tom Coughlin and he just throws the papers in the air. <laughs> did you watch it when they replayed it? Because the seeing it again was just on. Yeah, it was, I didn't. I, I did not. But uh, great. I think I got a clip like the highlights of the last whatever, maybe. You only need to see 10, 15 minutes of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Probably like an incredible live. comeback. And the whole time, yeah, Coughlin's yeah. like, do was... not punt to the guy. Do not. Yep. And he doesn't he yeah. fumble it? As he catches it, he like fumbles yeah. it. And then he. DJ, yeah. Jackson fumbles it and, and then that picks it up. threw off the timing of the return team a bit. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he's like screwing around with the goal line. He's like trying to run out the clock. I'm like, get the hell in the. An answer. I, mean, I, I, I thought the same thing. hated him for that stuff. Like, yeah, they sure did. So, what was the best game? That was probably the best live game I ever was at. I mean, it was the best live game you guys. Can... I, I'd say my the best live game I was at was uh, the fourth and twenty six game. Um, you were at that one. Yeah, and I and I got a great story on that one. So. If you think about when that was, that was January uh, 2004, and Luke was born in February 2004. So uh, I went with uh, my buddy Failer, Tim Failer, and um, it was, I think the wind chill was like minus 15 that day. And so Sue said, whatever you do, you know, look, I'm, I'm eight and a half months pregnant. Just, you know, please don't drink. 
you know, she's like, I'm eight and a half months pregnant. So um, we both, you know, we're like, before the game, we're going to tailgate. We both crack open beers. I got a big Carhartt suit on, doubled up on the, and uh, it just opens up and just freezes on me. <laughs> you know? So we were right next to the old Holiday Inn there. And um, it was $10 all you can eat and drink if you went inside. And Failer's like, hey, let's go in there. So we go in there. Darren Sharper was like a safety for the Packers then. And his whole family's in there. And they're mouthing off to us. And, and Tim and I are drinking and having a good time. And um, I come outside. And I have six missed calls. And five of them are from Sue. <laughs> and... And I had one of those Nextel phones. Remember, like they were the, yeah, like the a, two two way walkie talkie. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm coming out. I'm like, oh my god. So I start to call Sue, and as I'm calling her, my buddy Darren from Michigan calls into the phone. So I answer Darren's call. And he's like, hey man, are you down at the game? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. He's like, yeah, you drinking up? I'm like. Yeah, I am. You know, uh, I told Sue I'd only have a beer or two or whatever. I said, beer number eight in my hand right now, you know, and I'm like talking and talking smack, everything, right? So I hang up the phone with Darren after, you know, talking with him for a few minutes. On the way into the game, Tim buys another one of those giant beers, probably $15 a a beer, right? And I have this, this beer and my phone rings and it's Sue and she proceeds to say every single word i just said to darren here she picked up as i picked up but i couldn't hear her she's like hello hello i and i couldn't hear her (laughs) she heard the entire she's like yeah some good dad you're gonna be yeah yeah real good (laughs) and i i didn't even sip that beer i got pictures from the seat but anyway long story short um the eagles are are behind and um they go to, and tim and i are like you know let's walk down we go all the way down from our seats and we're standing they used to have that open area right where you'd walk up the steps remember the link and the scoreboard was to your left and um so anyway we, we stand right there for the fourth and 26 play they get it they kick the field goal uh which ties the game and then they go into overtime brett Favre throws a, a pick in overtime to to uh dawkins Runs it back, and then uh, Akers kicks another field goal, and they win the game. All the this guy's dressed up in a Birdman outfit comes over and just bear hugs me. All the lights go on like around me. It's all TV cameras on me and this guy. And so by the time I get home, the ten o'clock news is on, and the news comes on, and it's and I go, but Sue, there's me. Because you're such an ass. <laughs> So that was the best game I was ever at. A little long story. Oh, there, my God. That's hilarious. We watched that with your dad, I think, with the kids. And that was a great game. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jim? Um, The best Eagle game I went to? Um, no, just best game. Oh, God. Well, of course, it's going to be a Penn State game. But uh, – you didn't make it to the championship that year, did you? You didn't get down there. But along the way, they had a lot of close calls. If you remember that 86 team, they had a very weak offense, but a great defense. One, Two yeah. games in particular, one against Cincinnati and one against Maryland. And Maryland wasn't that great, but they had, uh, I think Boomer Syerson was their quarterback. And they gave Penn State all sorts of trouble. And it came down to a, a, a two-point conversion. Penn State is up 17 to 15 with like seconds left. Maryland scores, makes it 15. They go for two. And if they tie, you know, it, they're done. You know, the ties were like the worst. It's been all and, uh, Penn State kicked the two-point conversion off. And I was like, that's how the game ended. You know, if we, knew it, if we win, we, we're going to go on to the championship, you know. But that one was like a nail bite. They had a couple of those. Yeah, I was up there that year for the uh, Penn State pick game, oh, yeah. the last game of the season. Blew out and uh, be Penn State proud. Stay off the field when we tore down the goalpost and they were and they're oh, ripping yeah. off the speakers. Yeah, the, the cops stood there <laughs> for a little good while, then like a hundred thousand starts piling on like army ants, and they're like, "All right, never mind, kill it." 
Jimmy went to the Rose Bowl, uh, the Oregon one, right? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, when. Uh, yeah, that's great. We were first yeah. player of the game to jump apart. I was like, okay, this one's. A- I was thinking about I should have gone that one because I was headed over to Asia and I'm like I'll just stop in uh, L.A. before yeah. I go and that had to have been one of your best ones though, Jimmy, because that should have been the oh, national championship yeah, team. That's probably that the best Penn the best, State team it was ever. Definitely the best offense they ever had that I can remember. They were like averaging scoring like in a minute and a half, and they were loaded with future pro ball players. They were they were stacked, you know. And the only bad thing was the night before, Nebraska, who was one, played Miami, beat them, and we're like, I guess yeah. that's it for us. And, you know, then Penn State, you know, they beat them pretty handily, but they could have beat them. If, if the game was for the national t- title, they would have beat them by 50. And they, they had that type of offense. They could score on anybody at any time, doing whatever they wanted to do. But, yeah, that was a good, that was a good time. I think I saw something. They only like uh, you know, Ags, right? Was I think good friends with uh, Conlon Goon, and I think they only gave up like three sacks that whole season. Oh, yeah. their, their offensive line was phenomenal. Yeah, the one that Ags is uh, friends with, I think it's Keith. One, he's Keith, like six yeah. eight or six nine. He's gigantic, mm-hmm. and like the was that big Jake and athletic. Bennett. They were they, and they had Kerry Collins as a quarterback. They had three running backs, but Kajana was their main guy. They had Bobby Ingram, Freddie Scott, and they had that Brady as a tight end. They were Brady. They were just going yeah. down the field on people. That that was a great game, but it was just a blowout. But it was a Rose Bowl, so it was one of my more favorite games for sure. Oh, I had yeah. Be, yeah. So good times, good times. It was Nebraska undefeated that they year or the year before. That year and that year and the next year, next right? Year. I think they say, yeah, 95 Nebraska team yeah. is probably one of the best. But I, mean, I don't know ever. why they didn't split the championship. Penn State was ranked number one most of the year until, like, they beat Indiana. You know, Paterno would never run the score up. He pulled out starters and they made it a little yep. close. And then they dropped one to two that, that week. It's like, what? Eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if they played on the field, they but didn't have that, we didn't have that back then. But. Yeah. So, Eric, every week uh, we do a overrated, underrated all time. Um, so, or in your mind, what would be overrated, underrated? I'm doing the uh, this week the Phillies. So, um, who you would think is a overrated Philly? Ooh. Philadelphia Philly. So I'll let you guys think about that one for a little bit and then underrated. And I'll, I'll as usual, get started with my overrated. And um, of course, I have a story with it as usual. Um, but my overrated oh. is Larry Bowen. Oh. <laughs> I think he's yep. up there. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't, but uh, he's up there. Uh, I just, uh, I despised Larry Bowen. I always thought he was just. Uh, uh, such a phony macho um, and, you know, a 260 lifetime hitter with average range. He would always say his fielding percentage, this and that, the gold gloves. The guy couldn't get to the stuff that Jimmy Rollins could get to. Um, and uh, I'll never forget my dad, you know, uh, being a high school baseball coach, he would get invited to all these uh, clinics and camps. So it was the Phillies would do a clinic every year for the – high school and college kids in the area. And so I went down and um, I'm like, you know, I'm a little kid. I, I you know, I want to see Larry Boa. My dad's like, yeah, Larry Boa. So I go over there and Larry Boa and my dad's standing next to me and all Larry Boa wants to talk about is hitting. <laughs> like I want to, I want to play shortstop and Larry Boa is talking could- about hitting the whole time. The guy who he couldn't hit. He's a little slappy yeah. hitter. So not a big fan of his. He was my overrated, my underrated. I have three of them. And, um, you know, one of my favorite all time Phillies character guy, Jay Johnstone, way back in the day, um, was a great fielding first baseman, left-handed hitter was key. Just a clown. Uh, loved him. And then two quiet guys that uh, I really so, like Jim yeah, Eisenreich. Yeah. Un- it, Jim Eisenreich was just underrated, like, even though he was a platoon player. On that team, right? 
And he wasn't even yep. normal. He had issues, I mean, but he was like normal by that team standard. Huh. Oh, yeah, he was. Yep. And then the the last one is a guy that was an incredible fielder. Um, and just his stay here in Philly wasn't that long, but it was Scott Rowland. Um, just the nicest guy got to uh, when he was with the Phillies. I went out for a weekend series in Chicago. He was just, just an awesome guy. And a, just he was an incredible fielder. I mean, Mike Schmidt had said he's – bad run in Philly, though. He did have a bad run, and it was just the turf. He just – the you know, the bet was not good for him. Mm-hmm. What Mike Schmidt say? Mike Schmidt said that he was a better fielding third baseman than uh, Scott Rowland than, than myself, yeah. Yeah, and you're talking about a Hall of Famer saying that. Hey, he was a great – so. yeah. but, yeah, he never – they never clicked in Philly. No, and it was Boa, by the way. Really? That, yep, it was Boa that wrote him out of here. So, and then he ended up winning a world championship out there with the Cardinals. So. I just saw a decent story on Boa. I mean, yeah, he may not liked him, but how he actually got in, he barely, like, even made the – how he made the team, like, was a pretty cool story. I could send it. Yeah, how do you do that? Pay like, somebody off? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he like just went and waited forever, and finally, like you know, worked his way up and got it. Finally, got a shot or something, and uh, and then he lasted for like twenty five years, twenty six years, something he was around. Yeah, can't get yeah. rid of him. I mean, still, yeah, with him, he's, just, he's like <laughs> a bad STD. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember when STDs used to be like herpes used to be the worst thing? They say with this COVID-19, STDs are way... My, my overrated would be... Yeah, go ahead, this Jim. is a big, obvious one. Von Purple Haze. Oh, my God. I remember when they oh, picked yeah. him up and they were freaking praising this guy like he was the next Ted Williams. I remember my father freaking out saying, are you kidding me? He's the next who? And I was like, oh, I think he wears the same number. That's about the only... That was it. That was, it was number nine, comparison. yeah. And, and he did zero when he got. Think he trade like five, five, five for one, him, five for one Hayes. And he came oh here and God. he didn't do a thing. He didn't do. But uh, uh, my underrated to the one you said is Jimmy Eisenreich. He was, you know, that '93 team had all the characters, and yeah, he did have some issues. I think he had Tourette or something like that. I mean, threats or something. Yeah. All the other guys, he was quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, when it was his day to play, he platooned. I think I'm right. You know, he he did his job. He was contact hitter, always on uh, on base, or you know, advancing the runner. You know, would make the nice play. He he would, wasn't a spectacular right fielder, but he would make the plays that you needed to make. And you know, he was you know if if you needed a big hit and he was up, he'd get it. And you know, everybody they, he kind of got lost in the shuffle with all those you know, those characters they had. And he was a part of that team. Yeah. Big part. How about you, Eric? Oh, boy. Underrated? I don't know if he was – he was maybe underrated, but also I just remember a kid loving Willie Montanez. How about the way he caught the Oh, I love Willie Montanez. Yeah, exactly. Did a bat and it was on his – Or something like that. Yeah, on his yeah, way up to the that. plate, he would yeah, always flip exactly. the bat. But I, it was a hot dog, and, and my dad hated him, and I loved Willie Montanez. I used, as a kid, he was a left-handed batter, and I would do the Willie Montanez when I would bat lefty, man. It was like I loved that guy. I know. I, when I was a kid, I just remember. and I, But I think he had a like really decent career. I just never got maybe the credit. Did he end up going to the Pirates or something? He got traded for Gary Maddox. That, oh, wow. What yeah. a great trade. <laughs> That's that right. Willie Montanez played it? center field. He was, I think he moved him around a bit, but anyway, I think they traded him because he was, yeah. Oh, you're right. He was mm-hmm. first base. Yeah. 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 Oh, I loved him. Yeah. And then overrated, man. I don't know you guys are going to like it, but they'd say, I mean, I'm still not sure about Bryce Harper. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love Bryce Harper. Well, I, I know do. everyone. I mean, he didn't get voted like in last year. He got voted by the players. But I mean, I I like him. I just think 
man, they gave up so much money for him. And a lot of money. You got to win a championship yeah. giving up all that money. Yeah, he better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't have I any pitching, real- though, last year. I, I mean, you got you got Nola. That's and it. he's not the most overrated, but I don't know. They say, yeah, like, is he the most – they claimed he was most overrated in baseball just because he's so hyped and the, the hype that comes with him. I think yeah. that's the problem, right? Um, you could say that about a lot of players through the years, and it's where they get drafted and, and then how much money they make. and um, But he does make the people around him yep. better, and he, he is a hardcore player. But Washington did win a World Series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which, you know, he doesn't care. He says he loves Philly. And uh, I, I actually, I absolutely love Bryce Harper. I like him too. I mean, but I do. Um, that's what, I mean, like I said, they, uh, I think the players voted him last year. And, he, yeah. and then another one, I don't, I love him, but Cliff Lee didn't do whatever he was supposed to do, I think, as a Philly. He was a great pitcher, obviously. But as a Philly, I think he didn't quite pan. Well, he carried us in one year, 2010 yeah. or 20, 2009. He carried us in that because uh, the next year, 2010, is we got Holiday and he was gone. But then he got back was gone again, until. Or... The, yeah. Yeah. When we had the, all right. of them, all four of them, we had uh, the guy from Houston. I forget Oswald. his name. Yeah, didn't they uh, trade Oswald away yeah. and they didn't really need to trade him away? They traded they, they didn't. They, no. they didn't really need to. And, they could have held on to him, and that's when he was really. What's that? And he wanted to be here right. too. Yep. Oh, and he didn't want to be with the. He Yankees. wanted to be beautiful. here. Beautiful. He's like, I'll go anywhere but New York. Which are... Wait a minute. Was he on the right. nine when they lost? Then did he beat us? Two thousand nine. Yeah, he was worse? on that team. Yeah. He was. He, he was. He was our star pitcher in two thousand nine. Um, he was the best pitcher we had in 2009, better than Hamels. Because um, Hamels had the the World Series yeah. hangover. They went to the World yeah. Series. They lost to the Yankees, and they were doing great. And it was that home run that Alex Rodriguez hits where, it, you know, it was the first year of replay. And then you see it actually went over, and then that changed the whole series. Because I think the Phillies won the first game. <laughs> Cliff Lee pitches a gem. And then game two, we're rolling, and then A-Rod hits that home run to right field and then changed the whole series. And Utley had a series. Oh, my God. He was just the home run machine in that 2009 World Series. Yeah. There was one thing right at the end, too. They still had a chance to win that, and something happened, I think, that last game. Yeah. To the worst of all, the Yankees. This is a good team. Yep, Exactly. Uh, and a rod mm-hmm. of all people. Yes, not mm-hmm. a fan. So we, um, you guys, oh, yeah. catch up on the last two episodes right. of the Last Dance. Yeah, five yeah, or six. I, I just saw. I kind of like binged it. <laughs> How'd you like to be Adidas like and watch that? Adidas was a man <laughs> at that time. <laughs> And Jordan loved Adidas. He goes, man, I wanted I know, to be right? Adidas in college. I wanted to be Adidas. And he, they're like, now nah, they were a mess. Wow. We don't have, like, oh, we don't have a shoe for Jordan. Terrible, you know, break that. Huh? And then like, and in Converse, uh, we don't think he's going to be that good. We got Magic, Bird, Dr. J. Eh, we don't think this guy so much. Guy's like, we're going to give him how much? He hasn't proven anything. Well, that's probably the best quarter million dollars they've ever spent. Right. And what did they say? By the end of that four-year contract, first, they expected to sell like $3 million in shoes first year. They did $126 right, right. Million in the first year. Oh, my <laughs> Nike exploded. Out Crazy. And they're, they're exploding again yeah. now that this is coming out. Yeah. They're starting to, sales are going up again. I saw that. Did you see when uh, Georgia, um, I guess they had another one of those Air Jordan models just went on sale. And um, it was when Georgia just lifted everything. And they were all like nobody had masks on. They're all like pushing each other to get to the store to get the new Air Jordan. I'm like, this is nuts. Did you see that too where the, was it the last All-Star game? He wore his like original Air Jordans. Next no, it was or, the Knicks. He played at the it Knicks. Was at the garden. Yeah, it was the, regular, right at the garden. Yeah. yeah. 
The yeah, All Star game was at the Garden at last All Star game. Such yeah. a great game. I didn't dare take them off. Yeah. Scored forty eight points. Yeah. Now that the, the All Star game was at the Garden as well, right. and he got the MVP. Yeah, and I I love that. Like they're all coming up to, and my favorite part of that was Gary Payton comes up to him and goes, "I'll be seeing you in the final." <laughs> he looks at him and goes, "Well, I'll be there. I don't know about you." <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, that whole series oh, yeah. so far has been great. I mean, it's only what six, so they got four oh, more. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what bothered me? Like they they did the whole thing on the Team USA, which I thought was yep. pretty awesome, but they didn't do. He golfed every day with they Chuck Daly, and they didn't do anything on that. Like, bag on? Like, but that was it. I mean, yeah. I didn't remember. Right. Uh, but that was his thing. Him and Chuck Daly golfed together every no, day, they, and they, they didn't did even show that or talk about himself, that. They talked about how he golfed every day, and he was playing like 36 holes every day. And every guy on the team was amazed, like, when is this guy going to get tired? When is he going to go to sleep? Because he would golf all day, come back, you know, play basketball practice, spend all night playing cards with Magic and the boys, wake up the day and do it all again. Mm-hmm. They're like, when does this guy sleep? Does he ever sleep? And he just had a high amount of energy. I guess that's why he was so great. Oh. Hey, we lost Eric. I guess he dropped off hopefully he, dropped, he comes yeah. back on <laughs> yeah they didn't touch upon that but i mean i think everybody kind of got the picture on that thing but it's really good I, I... what's that but how about those team usa practices oh him and magic going back the and team usa had, practices their best games was when they had in his squad games and they were all getting mad at each other magic oh, takes the they ball were it to the top of the stadium which is hilarious because that just shows you how competitive he was he didn't like I, I love. I just love that. I mean, it was court, awesome. Everybody's quiet because they, you know, and Jordan's like, "How'd you like that ass whooping?" And then finally, Chuck, it says Chucky B goes, "Shouldn't have pissed him off." Huh? And then they all started laughing. But yeah, that's funny. Um, and then the the other thing I took out of that last episode was, yeah. you know, the whole focus on the gambling. Yeah. They made such a big deal out of it, but I think he kind of, you know, that, and I think that the the commissioner summed it up. You know, him losing ten grand is like me and you losing ten, ten bucks. You know, and he's like, you know, if I had such a, a bad, you know, abduction, if it was if it was that big of a problem, I'd be spending, you know, hawking off all my rings in my house and this and that. He goes, I, I I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitive problem. He's just competitive. Then you see him pitching quarters with the uh, security dudes. The guy just wants to win at everything he does. That was hilarious. Whether it's golf or pitching quarters against the wall. Yeah. I just can't believe it. Like, he is yeah, so competitive. I mean, imagine and I love playing it. with a dude. I, like love that. It. I would love to have played um, with him or coach him. Like, man, this dude wants to win more than anything in the world. Yep. He just made everybody around him better by his competitiveness. And, you know, as an individual, he bet on himself. Um, you know, the, the whole AC yeah. thing, though, I remember that like yesterday when he went down to, and, uh, yeah. you know, then and they, then the happened? Knicks go up to the, oh, the next four games. And, right. Yep. And then went on and, and win the finals stuff. against Charles, right? Yeah, I that remember was the that. Phoenix I remember when, Barkley. Because uh, I'm thinking, all right, Phoenix is going to force a game seven, and then Paxton can that three right at the, the buzzer. It's like, oh, mother, I can't believe it. These guys are unbelievable. And they were. They were very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. I, I do enjoy yeah, that show. I guess uh, we definitely so lost Eric, so I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had uh, I had one more uh topic for you because I, I thought about this you know when not this past episode of last dance but the episode before where uh um rodman goes to the bulls from the, the pistons right so i'm thinking oh, oh my god you go fr- you go from a hated team 
to like you hate right. you hate the guy, and then all of a sudden he's there, he's on your team. It's like um, you know, and, and you experienced it in the opposite Wait, with well, Clemens and Johnny Damon yeah. going to the Yankees. Um, but who was a guy that like I, you know, like Lenny Dykstra coming to the Phillies from the Mets? You know, can you think of a player that went from a hated team to hey, we welcome him? I mean, did, did the Yankees and didn't the the Red Sox get somebody from the Yankees as well? Who, uh, played uh, Yankee team and then in 78 pitched for the Sox uh, and he did pretty good uh, but usually not uh, the, the, Yank, the Red Sox usually don't pick up the Yankees they're smart enough to pick up the good uh, players from the Red Sox hey sorry about that I'm back I'm back hey Eric Josh okay. hey, back. what's up hey um, we were just talking about uh, we, we talked yeah. about the, the Bulls last dance a little bit and then uh we were just talking about when Rodman yeah. you know, he went from the hated Pistons yeah. over to the Bulls. You know, you, you go from the hate, most hated team over. And then, uh, you know, Jimmy was talking about, uh, well, the Damon. Red Sox lost two guys yeah. to the Yankees. Uh, and then I – Clemens, right? Yeah, Johnny yeah. Damon and Clemens. Um, um, but – and then the Phillies, like I hated the Mets back in the day. And they got Dykstra from the Phillies. Weasel. Can you think of any players? Went from a hate. No, we team, got Dykstra. You know, it was the other maybe, way around. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Well, here, like, here's one you know, for the you. Bulls Norman. got Rodman from the hated right? Pistons. Remember uh, Kenny the Rat? Yeah. Uh, what's yep. Went to the. He went from the Flyers to the Brewers. Winsman, yeah. He and he also played for uh, the Islanders and the Rangers. I mean, He's, he went around, yeah. Kenny the Rat Lindsman. He was great, though. And when he's on the other team, you hate him. Kind of like Rodman. You hate that guy, but, yeah, I remember when he was on the Bruins. It's like, what the? Here you go. It's not exactly the same, but remember uh, Jerome Brown. You talked about hating someone when he was yeah. on Miami and then couldn't love him more when he came that, to the Eagles. Him when he was on the Hurricanes. But when he, yeah, that's a great he, point. He was the one who led the walkout, right? Me, me and Dougie were in Penn State, and we're in this 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 uh, lecture yes. hall. And all of a sudden, you know, Dougie's got like a radio up to his ear, listening to the draft. Of course, Dougie's not paying attention in class. And in the middle of class, he's yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is your problem? He goes, we just drafted yeah. Jerome Brown. I'm like, all right, nice. <laughs> how many? How much do you think he had wagering on that one? <laughs> no, what you, did you guys see the news on Earl Thomas Earl this week? No, his wife. Uh, it's, this is this is the greatest story, the Earl Thomas story. So Earl Thomas is, um, you know, he's home, and his wife starts. Yeah. Everybody's home. COVID nineteen, right? And his wife starts nagging him about, "Hey, you drink too much. You're drinking too much. Whatever." He just gets sick of this shit. Just gets up and leaves. He's like, I'm fucking out. So she's like, you know, texting him, whatever. He's not responding. So she goes online and, and checks his Snapchat. And it's, apparently your Snapchat tells where you are. And um, so she sees the location of where he is, right? So she follows and finds it. And um, it it's tracked down to this Airbnb. And she brings like her friend with her and, but she grabbed his, his gun before she left. Right. So she busts into the house with the gun and here's him. Um, uh, and he's with another woman and his brother, who's also with another woman and they're having, they're having this big old party. She, so she puts the clip, you know, the, the gun right to his head. Uh, she drops the clip out and then, you know, she mm. says she pulled the clip out and she just had it. But here there was one in the chamber. And um, then he, I don't know. So there's a wrestling, he gets a, a knife and uh, they end up, the cops get there. And when the cops get there, I guess he's chasing her around the car or vice versa. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like an unbelievable story. Uh, you got to check that out. And we uh, could story, and uh, so he got locked up. 
Yeah, I, I know, right? But uh, Brandon, Brandon Graham did get the sack yeah. against Brady in the there, Super Bowl. Getting chased around a, a car by his wife with a knife. Yeah, that's crazy, man. All right, last topic I got for you guys, and I, this isn't really a topic, but it just—it was a great throwback. Um, you know, with uh, uh, Luke got a new iPhone for Christmas, and with the iPhone, I got a year of uh, Apple TV. On Apple TV was the greatest no, special. It. it was the Beastie Boys. Have you guys seen this or heard about it? Oh my god. If you can find it somewhere online, watch it. It is awesome. So it's it's the two surviving guys, and um, uh, Spike Jones produces it. But it it's like they just go through the history of they're doing this. It's it's in a live theater, right, uh, with an audience, and um, it was taped and filmed. And but it's so much great throwback, and um, their whole story is incredible. How. Um, you know how they get signed and how they how they became the Beastie Boys and everything. Nice. It was just it was really incredible. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. Um, yeah, I mean i I have so much respect for these guys for the work that they put in that we you never really knew um, and how they came about. Um, you know, they were a rock. They they were a huge uh, punk band to begin with, right? And um, they had a girl in the band. She was the drummer. And um, when they end up uh, meeting up with Rick Rubin, who was also into music, that's how they meet Rick Rubin, right? And um, he just, uh, he kicks the girl out of the band. And um, then he just starts, he's like a D, Rick Rubin was a DJ at the time. And he starts giving them like, uh, you know, mixing and stuff and giving them a different sound. And then uh, they went and saw, uh, God, I, I can't remember who the guy was, the head of the record company. Um, uh, God, he, he did Run DMC. They were huge. They became huge Run DMC fans. Uh, but I can't remember the guy that had Run DMC. Anyway, Rick Rubin sets up a meeting um, with the, the guy that, you know, managed Run DMC. And he just says, listen, you guys – are going to be the next it you have talent you have it all and uh, he sends them out on tour they had like one song that they made underground rick rubin produced it and they had one song that it was like an underground hit in new york <laughs> and he sends them out on tour with madonna he has the beastie boys open up on tour for madonna and they're like and it's funny because they talk about the fans that would go to see madonna and it wasn't them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was like the young girls with their bracelets and all that stuff, you know. And here's of, these guys like yeah. with a punk attitude rapping. And uh, so uh, it, it was funny. And they were just like, but, you know, we just we just kept doing our thing. We got we grew tighter through the uh, and we grew a reputation through the Madonna thing. And then it came back and um, just started putting out hits and then. Um, finally put out License to Ill and then, you know, uh, Fight for Your Right to Party just blew up and they were like, that song that when they made it was all to make fun of frat boys. They made that song as a goof. It was the last track put on the album and it was a goof on frat that? boys and here it became That's a frat funny. anthem. Where was this? <laughs> Apple, like Apple TV? Yeah. Apple TV, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, there, it's a it's a really good documentary. So well done, and um, yeah, just crazy respect for these guys. If you watch it, they and then they disappeared right after License to Ill. They toured, and you know, they, they became hardcore, you know, and partying, and they were, you know, they were trying to have that reputation, and they just got burned out, and then they just all went their separate ways for like five mm. years, and then came back and uh, put out another That's album. Cool. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's a good story. It's uh, if you get a chance, uh, check that out. Yeah, I remember listening. So to what the else, guys? Going down a show with you. Anything? We, yeah, we melted did. that cassette. Basically, we played it so much. We're gonna have a show this year. 
I just got a text from like we go that yeah, uh, no, we go place in Avalon every year. So guys, some of you guys were down, you know, with the with like Ags and some of those, and uh, they're still talking about may happen end of August. We got at least a little bit of room. I mean, they're they're opening something. Yeah, in August, it's a good chance of that. Kind of holding out hope, you know. Yeah, definitely. Where'd you guys hang when you were down the shore in, in high school yeah. or college well, years? The Isle for sure. Yeah. yeah. Sea Isle. I was just thinking. Remember the old bonga room? Yeah. That was Avalon. Yeah. Grease band used to play there like every no. Sunday night. It was kind of like it was a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah. That's awesome. Now I'm just praying that I can ah, the you know, Jersey get to Shore. one of my most Lots favorite of good times, bars man. in the world is the If I can get there and get myself a nice Smittix and hear some Irish music, I'll be happy, man. I didn't hear. Which bar? The Anglesey, <laughs> North Wildwood. Yeah. Oh. actually in Anglesey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great bar. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us. We we do give everybody a nickname. We didn't Stoli get, for a get while. Did you have a nickname growing up? Every generation had that one. Mm-hmm. All right, Stoli. Yeah. Stoli. Um, I like that. Thanks for inviting me on. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Nice Can't wait to do it live sometime soon. Yeah, so thanks, for, thanks for coming again. on. We appreciate it, Stoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole key. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you being uh, our second guest Excellent. and uh, joining us the, for our third episode. Uh, the replay of it somewhere. How long? Yeah, we're on at we're we're now. We're, Jesus, we're on like seven, eight different things, and uh, we're finally up on uh, Apple Podcast now. So that's good. Correct. Apple, yeah. Spotify, maybe Google. Get, maybe get a shoe deal where right So, Adidas. I'll do Adidas. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear my Adidas. Oh, <laughs> hey Jim, remember that time we we That's couldn't do it today, but we dressed up as Run DMC for that Halloween party up in New York. <laughs> I thought we were gonna get killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes we did. Oh my god. Hi fellas. We had our Adidas. Yeah, thanks again. All Good right, days. guys.